You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Rootlock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm your host. The beacon card for today's episode, which comes out on March 26th, 2020, is the devil. And we have seen this one before, so I'd say the devil seems to be a supportive theme of this season as well. And again, I am using this as a sign to work on breaking some chains by reframing how you can work with some particular cards in the tarot. So by drawing on this devil theme of today's episode, I'm looking to maybe break away from some ways that you see these particular cards. And the cards we're working with are the 8, 9, and 10 of wands. This week I don't have any announcements in particular. As you know, the big news of this season was the year ahead readings that I am now offering for people's birthdays. So if you're interested in keeping up to date with that, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram at Rulactero or join the email list that you will find in the show notes. And readings are available starting two weeks before the start of each astrological season. So the next round for Taurus birthdays will be available on April 6th. So again, in this week's episode, I'm going to be looking at the 8, 9, and 10 of Wands and how they represent experiences of burnout, isolation, certain emotions, embodied anxiety in the tarot, and particularly how looking at the suit of pentacles can help us to find resources for grounding ourselves in these experiences. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Rootlock Radio. In Season 2, Episode 6 of Rootlock Radio, I reframed the 8, 9, and 10 of Swords cards and looked at how to work with them as signals that you may need to address issues around guilt, shame, and anxiety. In order to do this, I drew on the imagery of the 8, 9, and 10 of cups as a place where you can dive beneath what I call inhibitory emotions and find the root of what you are feeling, rather than just swimming in these less helpful emotions of guilt, shame, or anxiety. And I drew on the concepts of Accelerated Experiential Dynamic Psychotherapy, or AEDP, in order to do this. Today's episode, in many ways, is an echo of that episode from last season. And I'm going to be addressing the 8, 9, and 10 of Wands this time. And this time I'm looking at the 8, 9, and 10 of Pentacles, and how they can help us to find resources for grounding ourselves when we are immersed in these challenging wands energies. When I look at the 8, 9, and 10 of wands, I definitely see a sense of kind of impending burnout, or kind of going through the experience of burnout. The image on Pamela Coleman Smith's 8 of wands is kind of strange, right? We see these wands flying through the sky, 
and I have seen a lot of different interpretations of this card, and it makes sense that this particular card would lend itself to a lack of consensus on what it means, right? Because it's just kind of a confusing image. There's no person there, there's no figure for us to relate to. It's, it's different from a lot of the other cards, so it's hard to know exactly what it might mean. That said, when I look at this card, I can't help but think of being pummeled by those wands. And this makes sense to me as an interpretation of this card, because as you know, I think every minor card is an intersection of the energy of the element and the energy of the, s the number of that card. So in the case of the Eight of Wands, the number eight corresponds to the card's strength, and you may know from this season that I see strength as a way of gently harnessing our more challenging emotional experiences without denying them. Well, if you add the suit of wands or the element of fire to the mix, right, because we're working with the eight of wands, which represents or corresponds with fire, I see that potential experience of emotions, right, as ratcheting up in intensity and it taking a lot more effort on the part of you that is represented by that feminine human figure in the strength card to harness and tame those emotions. So for me this card, the Eight of Wands, represents times when the circumstances of life are so intense and you are having a really internal response to this intensity that is also intense. And it's like your resources to ground yourself and stay regulated are getting maxed out and you feel like you could snap or you could burn out. So we all know those experiences where there's just like a lot of things piling on. We're kind of getting hit on all sides by something else. And our internal response is beginning to feel a little bit overwhelmed and realizing that what's happening is not sustainable. And then when we move into the Nine of Wands, we definitely see a calmer scene, right? The wands are all lined up in a row, they're not falling to the ground anymore, and the human figure has definitely survived the air raid energy of the Eight of Wands. And the number nine corresponds with the Hermit, so there is definitely a pause here, and a lull and kind of turning inward energy. But notice the bandage on this person's head, head and the look in their eye, and that rigid posture with tense shoulders and kind of still holding onto this one wand. And the first word that comes to my mind when I see this person is paranoia. Even though all seems well and safe in the environment of this card, the person has been changed by these experiences and is now on edge. And I'll get more to, into each of these cards a little bit later, but I'm kind of going through them just to start here. And then in the Ten of Wands, we see a figure carrying a big bundle of wands. And my back hurts just looking at this. Have you ever carried like a really big, awkward bundle of something? I think of the bundle of slats that come with some bed frames. My bed's like this. It has this like bundle of slats that are all tied together that work as the platform. It's so uncomfortable to carry that thing. It's just awkward. It feels like it's going to fall apart and it's heavy. And so I notice in the card that it looks like this, right? And it's physically uncomfortable. I also notice this, this person seems to be retreating back towards those buildings in the background. Just look at the direction that their feet are pointing. They're going back towards those buildings. And the number 10 corresponds with the Wheel of Fortune. 
and indicates kind of a reckoning moment, right? And it seems to me this person has won in the sense that they have have all the wands, right? They're carrying all this stuff. They must have earned it somehow. But there's really a lack of glory here, right? So remember that the suit of wands corresponds with fire. And in its lowest form, fire aligns with narcissism. Now, when we think of narcissism, of course, we usually think of people who are intolerably full of themselves. But when you go a little deeper, this trait is usually a protective mask that has developed out of a very painful experience, usually in childhood. So highly narcissistic people have often been abused, neglected, or just raised by very cold and unnurturing caregivers. And the response to this pain is to act as if they are perfect and can handle anything and everything without any help, which makes sense, right? Like, that's a, that's a protective adaptation when you're being raised in those kinds of circumstances. But it not, might not work so well later in life. It might not lead you to a place where you're feeling really fulfilled. So when we look at that Ten of Wands again, I see this as that moment of retreat that comes at the end of this. And my only hope is that this figure has realized that this defensive mask is actually not helping. And there's a lesson to be learned here, right? Seeing, seeing that they're walking back towards those buildings makes me think that there's some hope that this might be a realization moment, that relying on other people could actually be a good thing. So each of these cards offers us a window into some version of this experience. And we can see how it develops across the cards, right? In the Eight of Wands, we see that we are overloaded, maxed out, and we're experiencing kind of the early signs of burnout. And then in Nine of Wands, we see how this protective mask of narcissism is starting to develop. This figure is no longer in a situation that demands this kind of response, uh, this vigilance, and yet they have developed a kind of paranoia which is usually at the heart of narcissism, because narcissism is an extreme response to feeling unable to trust others, which is often rooted in paranoia, right? And then in the Ten of Wands, we see this kind of rock-bottom moment that leads to the person has won the battle but lost the war sort of sense, right? They are disconnected, overloaded, and hopefully retreating back to human connection. So let's take a short break, and I'll be right back. Rootlock Radio is kept commercial-free by the generous support of the podcast listeners. If you'd like to support Rootlock Radio, consider joining the Patreon group. A monthly donation of $5 or more gives you access to a private Discord discussion forum where Rootlock Radio listeners and I discuss tarot and answer each other's questions. You also receive bonus materials related to content from the podcast. To donate and join, see the link in the show notes. You can also support me by booking a year-ahead birthday tarot reading for yourself or a friend, or by purchasing the Season 1 Companion Guide PDF or the Rootlock Tarot Book of Spreads PDF. All of these goods and services can be found on my website, rootlocktarot.com. Another great way to support the podcast is by subscribing, giving a 5-star rating on iTunes, and writing a review. 
This is the best way for more people to discover Rootlock Radio. And of course, follow me on Instagram at Rootlock Tarot and sign up for my email newsletter to stay in the loop about future opportunities to engage with me. Regardless of how you choose to support Rulock Radio, thank you so much for listening. about the eight, nine, and ten of swords in episode six of season two, I introduced the concept of the change triangle that is in Hilary Jacob Hendel's book, It's Not Always Depression. This triangle is an essential concept from Accelerated Experiential Dynamic Psychotherapy, or AEDP, and it shows how we can find the core emotional experiences that lie beneath our defenses. So the things that we do to not feel at all, those are our defenses. And it also looks for these core experiences under what what Hendel calls inhibitory emotions, which are guilt, shame, and anxiety. And these really keep us in this kind of emotional purgatory and don't allow to find and process what we are really feeling, but instead keep us kind of in this like staticky emotional state that doesn't really go anywhere. So in that episode, season two, episode six, I talked about how the eight, nine, and 10 of cups can help us to work our way out of the mental traps, these defenses and inhibitory emotions that we see represented in the eight, nine, and 10 of swords and work our way into our core emotional experiences. Here in the eight, nine, and 10 of wands, we have a similar situation, but the experience is less of a cognitive one. But this is totally normal, because most of our intense thoughts are also accompanied by sensations in our bodies, right? So I see the 8, 9, and 10 of wands as representing an experience that I would call most closely aligned to hypervigilance. And this even links to what I was saying about narcissism earlier. So hypervigilance is a common symptom of trauma, and it means that your survival modes of fight and flight are way more sensitive than they need to be and can be triggered at kind of any moment. So the figure in the Nine of Wands seems to be the, in the midst of an experience of hypervigilance, right? They appear to be perfectly safe. When we look at that card, it doesn't look like there's any threat around, but it really doesn't look like they feel safe. And that is that internal triggering. So what can you do to help yourself out when you're going through this? How can these three challenging cards help you to see a way out of this trajectory of isolation and burnout? Well, the first word that comes to my mind is grounding. And where can we look for grounding? The suit of Earth or the suit of Pentacles? In fact, there does seem to be a more positive echo of the imagery of these three cards in the last three cards of the suit of Pentacles when you look carefully. So the pentacles teach us just the resources that we need when we're experiencing this hypervigilance. Now, I know a lot of people talk about how meditation is just the thing to do when you're feeling overwhelmed, but I also know a lot of people who swear meditation does not help them out one bit because they can't calm down, they can't shut off, and they just end up feeling like they're doing it wrong. The cups rule meditation and definitely have their place in helping us find our calm But core emotions are also pretty intense, and sometimes we aren't ready for that, 
And sometimes we just can't find that calm, right? So the pentacles offer an alternative way to get there. So rather than mindfulness or meditation that might really help us when we're more in our cognitive place, like the suit of swords, the pentacles invite us into grounding. And this might help us more when we're in that kind of hypervigilant or triggered place that more closely corresponds with these cards in the suit of wands. As a therapist, I often work with clients on grounding skills, especially when they tell me that mindfulness or meditation do not work well for them. Grounding is a great alternative that can help to regulate anxiety. So let's start with the Eight of Wands and that feeling of too much happening or imminent burnout. It can be overwhelming, right? And for many people, this is exactly the kind of time when meditation does not work. If you are overloaded with too much happening around you, too much demanded of you, and then you slow down and try to meditate, you may just find yourself stuck in your racing thoughts or just kind of like your body can't settle down. And this is, I know, something that a lot of people struggle with with meditation. Like, how is this supposed to help me feel calmer? I just end up feeling like all I'm thinking about are all these things that are overwhelming me. So the Eight of Pentacles offers an alternative to meditation, which is a form of grounding. And I would refer to what I see in the Eight of Pentacles as associating with something called an oasis activity. So an oasis activity is something that's usually physical, that completely absorbs your attention and can be a really great resource to have when you are feeling overwhelmed. And this is because it simultaneously distracts you from what is overwhelming and gives you an outlet for the energy that is built up. So on the card, we see this figure in a flow of physical work, right? Their mind and body are both absorbed in what they are doing, and this is the essential ingredient of an oasis activity, that mind-body absorption. So for some people, it may be sports. For the others, it could be dancing or some kind of creative and physical outlet like woodworking or sculpting. I know for me, a lot of times if I'm kind of in this place where I feel like I've just got so much going on and I'm feeling overwhelmed, just kind of putting on a song I like and dancing to it or doing something else that helps me to move my body, maybe going for a walk. These are the kinds of things that really actually help me out more than just trying to sit still. In the Nine of Wands, we see that person feeling hypervigilant in a time when there is no imminent threat. So the after effects of living through an experience like the Eight of Wands, where our coping systems are overwhelmed, is that we often end up in a state of kind of hypervigilance, right? We can't calm down even when we're safe. The Nine of Pentacles offers a way out of this feeling by connecting with nature. So one of the real lessons in the Suit of Pentacles is that nature is also a great grounding resource. In this card, we see a figure in a very natural kind of garden setting with a bird on their hand. And though in this, in a way, the scene is not all that different from the Nine of Wands, right? Where we also see someone standing amongst wands, like nothing too crazy going on around them. The figure in the Nine of Pentacles looks way more relaxed. Just look at their body, their face. We're seeing a relaxation that is quite different from that that more kind of paranoid 
look on the face and tension in the body of the figure on the Nine of Wands. So nature is another great grounding resource and is one that is available to you if you have access to nature, but also if you don't through something like visualization. And this can be a great sort of alternative or tweak on meditation. And let's give it a try really quick if you want. So what I want you to do is to bring to mind a really beautiful natural place. And this should be a place that feels completely calm and totally safe. For me, I like to imagine a grassy meadow surrounded by mountains with a little stream running by, and it's nice and warm but not too hot. There's a breeze, and I just feel really comfortable. And you can borrow my place, or you can imagine your own. Think of what it looks like. What does it feel like to be there? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? How do you feel in your body as you imagine yourself in this place? And once you're really in touch with it, forgive me, but I want you to bring to mind something that is stressing you out right now. Just invite it in and feel the shift in your body as you connect to that feeling of stress. Hang out in those feelings for a moment. They can't hurt you. Just see how you notice them in your body. What's the shift away from that natural place? And once you're connected to those stress feelings, bring back your calm, natural place. Visualize it again, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you feel. And notice if there are any shifts in your body as you do so. Now I know for me, I usually feel some relaxation of tension in my chest and kind of other just kind of pleasing, relaxing shifts. And that's it. That's the grounding that nature can provide us, even simply through our imaginations. So if you like this, you can look for guided visualizations. There are a lot available for free on the app called Insight Timer, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But this is the the Nine of Pentacles offering, is for us to use nature, either our actual immersion in nature or an imaginative immersion, immersion in nature, to bring us to a place of that like grounded calm. And it's quite different from just trying to clear your mind, right? You're putting something in your mind on purpose. In the Ten of Wands, we see the unfortunate result of letting that hypervigilance get into the driver's seat, right? A person who has done so much on their own that they are now retreating back home, carrying the prize of the fight without any help, and really a lack of the kind of glory you would expect to see when someone's fought really hard for something because it's isolated. The Ten of Pentacles offers us another grounding resource that would probably be the ideal outcome at this moment, right? And that's human connection. So the Ten of Pentacles offers a scene of what seems to be an intergenerational family stability. The people you can rely on no matter what. And of course, for some people, and I'd say for many people, this is not their family. And for some people, they don't have this at all. So what does it mean to you when you think of safe connections? Well, 
if you can find a place to safely connect with others, that's great. But if you can't, then you might want to think about trying to figure this out for yourself. And a good place to start would be to find a therapist. That's a great safe connection. Uh, make sure you find a therapist that you really do feel safe and connected to. Or a support group for other people who are experiencing something similar to you. So if you do have trauma in your past or some sort of difficulty, grief, anything that feels like it's getting in the way of you connecting with others, finding other people who are in a similar place could be a really great place to start. Or it could also be connecting with animals, with pets, right? There are dogs on this card for a reason, in my in my opinion. I, I know for me, my cat sometimes is just exactly what I need to feel connected in a way that's really simple and sweet. So the key is that connection can be grounding. That's the key of this card, the Ten of Pentacles. It can be grounding and stabilizing and provide that sort of safety that one can only feel when surrounded by other living, breathing beings that care for them. And so that can be the grounding resource of family, chosen family, some sort of community, some sort of group that you feel safe in, a therapist, a pet, anything like that. So I hope this has been a helpful way to reframe the 8, 9, nine and 10 of Wands. At each step, you can look to the 8, 9, and 10 of Pentacles as offering a grounding resource that responds directly to the ungrounded feeling in those Wands cards. And really, it all relates back to that image we see in the Strength card, right? At each step, the Pentacles and Earth energy offer a soothing and stabilizing counter to that fiery lion energy that we see in the Strength card. And I just want to say, again, kind of I know I've talked a little bit about the concept of narcissism relating to the wands. And I hope that you were able to see that a lot of times narcissism is really a response to pain, right? And particularly if this is something you're experiencing, you might want to investigate that. Maybe that, that mask of I can do it all on my own is actually something that was created as a protective defense in a time when you really needed that. But maybe it's not working so well anymore. And if you see this in other people, these narcissistic tendencies, maybe considering that there might be some deep pain beneath that will help you to have some compassion for them. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next week. Bye. Rulock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It is written and produced by me, Weston. Music for the podcast is provided by Shenandoah Davis and Jure. You can find links for both of these incredible artists in the show notes. To support the podcast, consider joining the Patreon community. And if you love Rulock Radio, don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a kind review. To learn more about me and the tarot goods and services I have to offer, please visit my website, rootlocktarot.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time for Rootlock Radio. Radio.